Welcome everybody to Equipping the Body. I'm Dr. Brad Starnes and today we are continuing our study through the book of Ephesians and we're picking up in chapter 6 verse number 5. Now what Paul is writing about here coming off the end of talking about relationships in the family uh, between husband and wife and between parents and children he now moves to talk about relationships in our workplace um, how should Christians uh, participate and behave uh, in the job? And so in our day, work ethic seems to be a lost thing. Um, so many people feel entitled. Nobody seems to want to work hard anymore. Uh, this has a negative impact on our country, a uh, negative impact on our economy for sure. But I believe the deeper reason is rooted in a spiritual problem. Years ago, uh, hard work was considered a virtue. Um, and when I say years ago, I mean a long time ago when Christianity dominated the culture in America. And part of that Judeo-Christian uh, undergirding was this idea that we need to work hard uh, and earn what we have instead of being entitled or depending on the government or punishing the taxpayer, um, we've lost that in society. And I believe the reason we've lost that is because we've lost the Judeo-Christian work ethic uh, that's framed up for us really from biblical principles. Um, God is a hard worker. God instructed his people to be hard workers. And so um, we need to try to frame our worldview um, around a biblical uh, worldview. Uh, when I say worldview, I mean a, one's comprehensive framework of one's basic beliefs about things. Excuse me, a comprehensive framework of one's basic beliefs about things. I remember when I was a freshman at Spartanburg Methodist College, I had a professor, Dr. Mark Gibbs, and he gave us that definition of a worldview. He said everybody has a worldview, whether they realize it or not. And it's how they view the world. And he gave us that definition, a comprehensive framework of one's basic beliefs about things, with whatever these things may be, whether it be religion, politics, spirituality, whatever. Um, and so... We need to be, as Christians, we belong to Jesus, and we need to see things the way Jesus saw things, and we do that when we um, base our opinions and our standards and principles on the Word of God and not the Word of the culture, because the culture is anti-Christ. It always has been anti-Christ. It always will be anti-Christ until Jesus returns and sets his kingdom up on earth. And so with that in mind, let's begin reading in verse number 5. He says this, Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. Now, I realize in Paul's day there was this idea of indentured servanthood or what we would call slavery uh, where people who owed a debt would be owned by the person they owed the debt to and they worked for them. But we don't live in that kind of society anymore, thank God. God has brought us out of that by his mercy and grace. Um, but there is still an application because we do have jobs, or we should. Uh, we have jobs. We go to work. Uh, we get paid. We take that money and we provide for our families. Um, we pay our bills. And so there, even though um, the context of this verse really no longer exists, at least 
I should say, in America, the principles are still as applicable today as they were uh, over 2,000 years ago, thereabout, when Paul wrote this, give or take. So, we should be obedient to those who are masters according to the flesh. Not our master in heaven, that's Jesus Christ, but those who are over us according to the flesh. Your boss, your CEO, your manager, whoever it is that you work for, you should be obedient to them. God has placed you in that job, and it's your Christian duty to do what you're told, as long as what you're told does not conflict with the Word of God. If you work in a mechanic shop and your boss tells you to change the oil on a car, you need to change the oil on a car. If you work in a grocery store and your boss tells you there's a cleanup on aisle 7, you need to go clean up aisle 7. That's your job. That's what you're paid for. So he says, be obedient to those who are your master in flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart. We should do these things um, realizing that God has given us that job uh, even though it may not seem that way, that God has given us a means and a, a opportunity to provide for ourselves and our families and realize that when we're working there, we're really not working for the boss, so to speak. Really and truly, we're working for the Lord and, and the way we act and behave and react in our jobs is a reflection of our relationship with Jesus Christ and it is a witness to those around us of the gospel. And so we should act like Jesus even at work, not just at church. And so with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart, as to Christ, Christ is our ultimate master. And Christ calls us to be honest, so we should be honest in our job. Christ calls us to be hardworking, so we should be hardworking at our job. Uh, Christ calls us to be compassionate, so we should be compassionate in our job. Christ calls us to be forgiving. So we should be forgiving in our job. Christ calls us to be holy. So we should be holy in our job. Watch this, verse 6. Not with eye service as men pleasers. Not simply going through the motions, okay? Because we're not really seeking to please our bosses, our managers. We're seeking to please the Lord. So when we obey them, we're not really obeying them in as much as we're obeying the Lord. Um, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. And so ultimately, your manager is not in charge of you, ultimately, though in the flesh he is, masters according to the flesh, verse 5. Ultimately, Christ is in charge of you, and you should operate in a way that pleases Christ. And the only way to do that is to be a good employee. When you are a good employee and you operate with Judeo-Christian principles, you are honoring Christ. And that is our mission. That's our job is to honor Christ. So as bond service of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Verse 7, with goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Pretty much reiterating what he's already said. Now, knowing that where, whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And again, the context no longer exists, but the principle still applies. When we do a good job, when we are honest in our secular work, when we are forthright, when we are people of integrity, when we are people of compassion and holiness, 
when we do these things, God will reward us in various ways, in various ways. Um, you'll receive the same from the Lord, okay? And so when we are a blessing to others in our workplace, God will bless us. Sometimes that comes in the matter of favor, okay? Let me give you an example from the Old Testament. Joseph had favor in the eyes of Pharaoh because he was a good employee to Pharaoh. He was honest. He was forthright because even though he was serving Pharaoh, Joseph knew that really and truly he was serving God. And for that reason, God gave him favor in the eyes of Pharaoh that led to promotion. Favor always leads to promotion. And so he was blessed physically and materialistically, though that wasn't his goal, in his job. And then he was able to, in turn, bless others because the Bible says that God used Joseph to save many people alive. When Joseph came to Pharaoh and said, listen, Pharaoh, I think we need to save some of our food because famine's coming. And because Joseph had favor with Pharaoh, because Joseph was a godly and good employee, he was able to do that and save many people. So God blessed Joseph for being a good employee, if you will. And then Joseph was able to, in turn, bless others. So tell me that the Old and New Testament don't go together. Sure they do. Joseph is a perfect example of what Paul is talking about. Let me give you another example. Daniel lived in Babylon, but Babylon didn't live in Daniel. Although Daniel was a man of God, he was so favored by the kings he served under, whether it be Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, uh, Darius the Mede. God had given him favor with his kings because Daniel was able to do what his other workers would not do, what the soothsayers would not do. Daniel operated in a different manner. He was a better employee because he was a believer. And so believers should be better. Okay, And so Daniel is another example of that. And God gave Daniel favor in the eyes of the kings he served under, which often led to his promotion. Nebuchadnezzar promoted him. Belshazzar tried to promote him, but of course Belshazzar's not, life was required of him that night. Darius the Mede uh, had favor over Daniel because Daniel was such a good worker, because he based his work, his life, off of God and God's word. So Daniel's another excellent example. And then in verse 9, he turns to those who have authority. So he turns to the managers, the job CEOs, whatever, the boss man, okay? He says, and you masters do the same thing to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. And so if you claim to be a Christian and in your job you have authority, you're a manager, assistant manager, team leader, whatever, you should be operating in the way that God operates towards his people. You should be fair. You should be kind. You should not have partiality because God has no partiality in heaven among his people. This may sound odd to say, but God doesn't love the Apostle Paul any more than he loves me and you. God is no respecter of persons, the book of Romans tells us. God loves all his children, those who have been bought with a price and have repented and believed the gospel. He loves them all equally and fully. 
And so it's not just on the employee, it's on the employer. And I get nervous when I see these so-called Christian-owned businesses and they treat their employees like garbage. Sir, ma'am, you're shaming the name of Christ. If you're going to claim to be a Christian manager or a Christian-owned business, your employees ought to be treated better than a secular-owned business or a secular manager. You ought to treat them with respect and dignity. You ought to pay them a fair and honest wage. You ought not strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. You, you ought to pay them fairly. Now, I remember years ago, I worked for a man who claimed to be a Christian. And I'll be honest with you, uh, in some ways, he didn't operate his business as such. Um, he worked us to death, and we were paid significantly lower than other employers in that job field. Now, that's a poor testimony of that man. That's a poor testimony of his business. I mean, here, here he is claiming to be a Christian employer, and he's treating his employees like dirt. Ladies and gentlemen, that is wrong. If you are a Christian employer, Christian, period, and you have authority in your job, those who serve under you ought to be treated with respect and dignity and paid a fair wage. Um, because your master in heaven, Jesus, is watching you. Let me read that last verse again. Don't get it twisted. And you masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. And so the big idea here is that our faith should extend past the four walls of a church building and it ought to go with us to our jobs. Paul began this chapter um, by talking about our relationships with our children and previously talked about the relationship between spouses. But our faith is supposed to be part of all of our life and not just at home and at church but also at work. And so let me ask you this, whether you're... Uh, in your job you have authority or whether you're just a worker are you operating in a christian manner are you honest are you forthright are you hard working are you dependable punctual you say well i pastor i just don't think it's that big of a deal well you may not but god does you think god would waste his time telling paul to write this if god did not take this seriously how you work is a reflection of your relationship with Jesus Christ, whether you realize it or not. This is the Word of God. And so when we go to our jobs and we have authority of those over uh, under us or we are at the bottom and just a worker, we are to work in a way that honors Christ. God bless you. Keep studying the book of Ephesians, and we should be just about to finish it next time we're together. Thank you.